Hey guys, welcome back to a Slut with Morals podcast. It's Ruby, your host. You can follow me on my Twitter at RubyMay1993 or my Instagram at young.goddess.memes. On today's episode, we have five questions I grouped together uh, because I had so many of them that were just too similar to not to. So let's get to it. This first question uh, is one that I guess we all kind of deal with. It's uh, dating with social anxiety. But my question is, socially anxious how? Do you feel claustrophobic in crowded areas? Do you not like being in public? Do you prefer indoors? Do you prefer a more personal date? Do you prefer to be outdoors and have it more personal? If you feel claustrophobic in crowded areas, definitely don't let that be your first date. Don't do the bar scene. Don't do a, a club scene. Uh, definitely don't go to Deep Ellum in Dallas, Texas, because that's definitely claustrophobic. Uh, definitely crowded. Um, obviously not now, right? Because of quarantine. Um, if, if that's your thing, if you just don't like being in a crowded area, um, definitely avoid them. You know, um, if, if you don't like being in public, um, you can always, this has been something that's been my favorite type of date is go for a drive. Um, get some tacos, drive out to a, um, a little quiet place in a park or something, Download your favorite movie or what have you um, on your on your tablet or your iPad. Set it, set it up on your dashboard in your car and eat your tacos while watching a movie. You know, that's a little bit more personal. That's definitely still a date. I mean, I count it as a date um, if you just don't like being in public. Um, or drive around, cruise listen to a new album, talk about the album, vibe vibe on it, definitely feel it out. Let her talk about how she likes it. Let you talk about how you like it. Um, see if you guys are similar in that way, you know? Um, talk about music, talk about artists, talk about art, talk about anything you want to, you know, politics, religion. I feel like definitely don't talk about those on the first date, but because everyone has different views, right? Unless you guys are similar that way then it's perfect. Um, if you prefer to be indoors, definitely Netflix and chill it without the sex. Uh, get, get a feel out for it unless you guys do end up having sex. And then congratulations. That's probably why you're listening to my podcast. Um, if you prefer to be outdoors and have it a little bit more personal, you can always do, uh, do coffee on the patio. I know Starbucks has patios, so you can definitely do that. Um, margaritas on the patio. That's one of my favorite. Just add some chips and queso and guac. Definitely add the guacamole. Um, I once had a guy take me to the botanical gardens and that was actually really fun. Um, we spent the whole day there and we were just walking, looking at this beautiful display that they had there and talked, you know, flirted. We were able to really get to know each other. Um, I mean, honestly, that was probably one of the best, best dates I've ever been on. It was really fun. And 
I don't know. It was it was a really good date. I haven't had a lot of those, so I always remember the really good ones. So that's one idea that you can do. Um, you can have a picnic. You can go on a hike. You can go for a bike ride. I don't know. Whatever it is that you guys are really into. And it lessens your social anxiety so you can be more yourself. Do that thing, you know. But always make sure to ask and make sure that they're okay with it because you don't want to be like, hey, get dressed. We're going to go somewhere. And then they show up in a dress and heels. So, or a suit and um, dress shoes. You know what I mean? So definitely let them know like, hey, this is what we're going to do for our first date. So get comfortable. The second question is dating when you're shy or you have a lack of confidence. And my answer to that is I am actually very shy. I know it doesn't sound like it because I'm so outspoken on my Twitter and my Instagram and I make all these jokes. But honestly, in public, face to face, I'm the quiet one. I, um, unless I'm with someone that I know, uh, my cousin or my friends or what have you, like they're the ones that really know me. So I don't mind talking about the things that I want to talk about and being myself and having my wit A1, um, you know, being on point. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind being outspoken when I'm with my friends and people that I that I know, you know. Um, but one of the reasons that I'm shy is because I don't have perfect teeth, which I'm insecure about. But at the end of the day, I always say I'm 4'11", but my attitude is six feet tall. I know when I walk into a room, eyes will be on me. Obviously, not all the eyes, you know, not everyone likes a chubby girl, um, but some do. Um, and I smile at everyone that I make eye contact with. And that's not, you know, a type of uh, thing that a lot of people can say. And I believe that I've always smiled at everyone that I that I make eye contact with because you never know what kind of day someone is having. And if they're just waiting on just one smile so that they can go home and feel good, you know, restore their faith in humanity a little bit. I feel like we all avoid everyone at all times. And especially now, right? Like you don't want anyone near you. Um, everyone's getting a little too close. Shit. Even when I get like three feet by some, like, you know, within three feet of someone, I, I feel like I should apologize, which I mean, nowadays you should. Um, but when you're dating, when you're shy and, you know, you you don't always have that courage to um, speak up, you guys, you got to fake it till you make it. OK, you like I said before, if someone's talking and you're the listener, because once again, you're shy, right? Like me, I always tend to just listen to people. Obviously, um, not everyone likes to talk about themselves, but when you have something to say, Make sure that you're confident in your words and what you're going to say. Um, that way, when you speak, they listen. I feel like that's very important. You know, um, I have a thing about me where people think that I'm really ditzy. <laughs> and sometimes, yes, I am. Sometimes I am an airhead. But people still come to me for advice. And that's people in their 50s, people in their 60s that are like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, hey, it's going to be all right. This is what's going to happen, you know?
Um, and that's just, that's just me. When once I get comfortable with someone, I talk to them about anything and everything. You know, I, I feel like that's really important is being able to open up uh, to someone. A lot of people are you are like, fuck that. Be guarded. Guard your heart. Sure. But if you're having an intelligent conversation, why are you going to keep your thoughts guarded? Right. Like if you feel strongly about something and someone also feels strongly about that exact same topic, why would you not agree with that person just because you're shy? Or if you oppose, you know, you're on the opposing team and, and you guys are debating and it's not a fight, it's a debate, right? So why are you going to keep your mouth closed about something that, I mean, you could possibly open someone else's eyes to your perspective, you know, make it, make it, make them see it through your eyes or, or the way that you, you know, feel about it. Um. And I guess that's why I always say, like, my attitude is six feet tall because I'm very opinionated about a lot of things. And a lot of the things that I'm opinionated about is, uh, well, everything. Um, but that's just, I mean, I've always been that way. I've never really opposed someone. It's just that if I feel like you're wrong, I'm definitely going to tell you, hey, you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. I'm going to back it up with facts. I'm not just going to talk out of my ass. I'm definitely going to let you know what's up. Um, so that was the second question, how to deal, I mean, uh, how to date when you're shy or lack of confidence or have lack of confidence. And that's just fake it till you make it. All right. Okay. So how to deal with rejection is the third question. Um, rejecting and rejection go hand in hand. So you got to remember, it's not exactly you. Some people have a type. Um, and they don't know it until, you know, they've realized like, hey, you're not really their type. It's not anything that you did exactly. It's just that this is something that they're used to. And this is probably something that they want. Um, so when I was younger, a couple of years ago, when my ex-husband and I separated at first, um, I was dating this guy named Jordan. And Jordan was almost awesome. Um, he had a few little things that kind of did like were red flags. And to me, red flags are deal breakers, right? First and foremost, we lived far apart. Um, so seeing each other was really hard. We only saw each other once or twice a week. And um, we dated for about a two month period, a total of about six to eight weeks. I can't really remember as much because it's been a while. But um, within the first 10 days, Matt, uh, I'm sorry, Jordan, oops. <laughs> scratch that it's Jordan not the other name that I just said <laughs> within, within the first 10 days um Jordan Jordan and I uh I really did like him but he was already telling me that he was falling in love with me and I just wasn't there yet um we we definitely hadn't hung out enough to get to that point uh and then I started kind of like distancing myself, not exactly ghosting, but definitely distancing myself. We still talked every day. Um, but I just, I wasn't as available anymore to go see him. And that was because at that point I was, uh, graduating, I was doing my internship at a doctor's office and I was still having to work at my day job, you know, which then turned to night because I went from having to work at this doctor's office during the day to working at night at my, uh, place of work. 
So, um, so it just got harder to see each other. And um, the only bad thing really about Matt was he was three inches hard. Uh, three and a half sometimes. I, I will give him that. He, you know, he grew that extra inch for me sometimes. Um, but it uh, was definitely not what I was uh, expecting or wanting uh, to be with for the rest of my life, if that makes sense. Um, sorry, sometimes that's just something that you can't overlook, you know? Um, and so when about, you know, after he told me he was like falling in love with me, that's when I kind of started distancing myself because I was like, ah, this is going like way too fast. I'm not at this pace yet, you know? And, um, so one day I just told him I was at the doctor's office that I was working at and he was blowing up my phone and I was like, look, dude, I, I just can't do this anymore. Like I'm really busy with this internship. I can't text you all day, every day. We live too far. We hardly see each other anymore. Like this just isn't working out, you know, like, I'm sorry, but we got to break up. Like I can't do this anymore. And he was like, okay, well, thanks for being honest. And then he was an adult about it at the moment and stopped texting me. About a week later, my phone starts blowing up all over again. He's drunk. He's messaging me. He's going fucking crazy. He's um, texting me. He found out where I was interning at and would call nonstop to the point where I almost got fired. And that's definitely not you what you want when you're doing an internship, you know, because you're already working for free. Like imagine getting uh, zapped because um, someone won't fucking stop calling you. You know, like that was really fucking terrible. So finally, because I was mad at him, I ended up finally telling him, I was like, dude, I can't be with you because your dick is so small. It makes me unhappy. Like we can't do anything but missionary because you slip out. You can't even stay in when I'm on top. Like there's no, there's no way that I can bounce on, on three inches of dick. Like it's just not going to happen. My dude, I'm sorry. I want a bigger dick in my life and that's what I'm going to go for. And after that, all questions ceased. I'm pretty sure that he blocked me. He never spoke to me ever again. And I was very grateful for that. Um, so when you're dealing with rejection, always remember, it's not exactly about you. It's definitely about them. It's something that they're looking for. And sometimes you just don't have it. Um, be honest as to why you are rejecting someone. Uh, maybe they can work on it for the next person. Like if you're dating a fucking asshole, let them know, hey, you're a fucking asshole. And a lot of the times assholes don't know they're assholes until someone else calls them an asshole. And guys, if this is something that someone breaks up with you for and it's constant and someone's always telling you you're an asshole, you probably really are an asshole. You probably really should look within yourself. Ladies, too. If someone keeps calling you a bitch when they break up with you. It's probably because you're a bitch. And you should probably work on that because, you know, life is all about growth. Be wholesome. Like, turn into someone that you would want to be with, you know? <sighs> Shit. I even got a little heated there, you know? Uh, so this fourth question is uh, dating a single father and doesn't matter how many kids he has. And the answer to that is yes. Absolutely. I definitely don't want to be with a guy my age that has six kids, you know, 
Now, I understand if you were together for 12 years and then you had six kids over the span of 12 years, that's great. If you're 35 years old and you were married for 12 years and you had three kids with the first wife, then you got remarried and had three more kids with the second wife. Um, okay. Uh, now, if you're my age and you have eight children with eight different baby mamas, the only thing that's going to tell me is, A, you don't know how to pull out of a driveway to save your life, which, yes, can be hot. But B, you, you don't know how to pull back the reins a little bit. You know, you, you don't know how to say no. Now, I do understand that some of you are in a situation where you bought the plan B, she took the plan B, or said she took the plan B. The plan B didn't work. And I'm using quotation marks in the air. Uh, and then, of course, she says, I'm pregnant. I'm going to keep the kid. Whatever. You know, I do understand that that happens. That is something very real. And now you are on child support for a child that she probably holds against you and doesn't even let you see you, right? Sorry about that. Um, but I definitely, I mean, I have two kids of my own, you know? I don't want to be with someone that has four kids and then add my two and then you tell me you want another one. That's going to be seven kids. Now, if you have, if you're 30 years old and you have two kids with the same person or you have two kids with two different people and then I add my two, that's four kids. And if you tell me you want one more, that's great. You know, I think of a happy family of five or six kids is, is great. Um, but I definitely also feel like make sure that you're ready to have a child with the person that got you pregnant or you got pregnant. Because a lot of the times, nothing is more traumatic in life than having a child with someone that you don't want in your life. Um, so please, fellas, pull out. Use a condom, even though they're uncomfortable, yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely use a condom, especially if if you hardly know this person. If you haven't seen their ins and outs, their nasty um, ways of living life, of, you know, all their faces, like if you don't know them behind closed doors, definitely, definitely don't have kids with them. Uh, ladies, this goes for you too. Take a plan B. If they purchase it, take it. They're telling you right then and there, I'm not ready to be a father. I don't want you to have my kids. I'm not ready for this. Please take the fucking pill. All right? Maybe you're Catholic. It's against your religion. What have you. Someone's still telling you that they're not ready to be a father. If the condom breaks, please do something about that. You know? Also, get tested, you guys. Seriously. I work at a hospital get tested. There are so many things out there that you guys wouldn't even believe. Get tested. So that's my answer to that. And I'm pretty sure that guys are the same way. You know, I'm pretty sure that they don't want one woman that has seven kids with three different baby daddies. Like once again, I understand sometimes that happens, but a lot of men don't want something like that. You know, they don't want to have to deal with three different kids to be able to see their kids. I mean, uh, three different men to be able to see their kids. Like, Sometimes that's not okay. Um, I did, I did, uh, one of my patients actually had six kids with uh, four different baby mamas. And he told me that he does everything he can to be able to have all of his kids at once, you know? So he'll go and he'll pick all his kids up from each baby mama and they'll have the whole fucking weekend together. And I feel like as long as you're a good father as well, then that's all that matters. There's going to be a woman out there for you 
that is going to love you, all your children, and is going to put up with something like that. Unfortunately, I'm not her. All right. So this last question is we're moving on now. And this last question makes me laugh because, guys, it is the art of seduction and how to seduce someone. Uh, I can't even seduce sleep, you guys. Okay? Trust me. It's 1.35 in the morning, and I'm not even sleepy. Like, something's wrong, right? Um, but the art of seduction, once again, is just about confidence. It's it's learning how to read body language and hints and, and tone in their voice, you know? If, if you go up to someone and all you can talk about is their tits, like, or if you come up to me and all you can talk about is how good my tits look, I'm like, thanks. And then... I will move my head away from you and pay attention to something else. Obviously, that's me saying, please go away. If someone turns their body away from you, that's them rejecting you. If they don't lean in closer, that's them rejecting you. If they're not trying to continue the conversation, that's them rejecting you. All right. Um, now, if you are already in your, you know, you guys are getting comfortable you guys are talking, uh, definitely make her feel or him feel desired and wanted. Definitely make them uh, feel that that you absolutely want them in your bed tonight. You know, um, I feel like that's caressing someone, touching them, whispering in their ear, mm, Telling them what you want to do to them later on, like all that shit, that's kind of hot. Especially, if, like I said, you guys are already comfortable with each other and you're definitely planning on taking them home that night. Um, if you're already in a relationship, give them a massage, you know, massage their feet, massage their, um, their lower back. I mean, there's a lot of times when a full-blown, full-body massage, um, I'm completely naked. Like, I'm going to get dicked down, and I already know this. I mean, 40 seconds into the massage, I already know, hey, probably going to have to take a plan B later. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, that's, yeah, massage is a beautiful way to, to definitely get someone naked in your bed. I mean, this is going to happen, you know? different way to be able to seduce somebody. Uh, if it's your wife, definitely. If she comes home after she's just been with the kids all day, had to go to work, do this and do that. And she comes home, she's exhausted. The last thing she wants to do is come home to a dirty house and dirty dishes in the sink or have to make dinner. Um, have dinner prepared if you can. Wash the dishes or just say, honey, you know what? Why don't I run you a bath while I get the kids ready for bed and help them with their homework or what have you? You know, make her feel wanted, needed, and appreciated. That's definitely one of the things that we don't talk about enough is how to make your spouse or your significant other or your partner feel appreciated. And it's not just thank you. It's showing them with, with, with action. You know, actions speak louder than words. You can say thank you a thousand times, but how are you thinking them, you know, in other ways? That is so important. Sorry, the cat's fucking around. She's making noise. Um, but the art of seduction, you guys, is definitely all about body language, hints, tone, um, and your confidence, you know? Now, 
if you're in a sexless marriage and you keep getting rejected and rejected and rejected, um, maybe reject them a little bit. That's going to sound horrible, but, uh, you know, sometimes the little cat and mouse game works a little bit, you know, make them chase you a little. A lot of the times the guys love the, the hunt, you know, they're still predators. They're still animals. Um, so definitely think about that. The art of seduction, everyone's different and it applies differently for everyone. So I can tell you all of this and the way how to seduce your, your significant other is just by saying, hey, come here a minute, right? What the fuck? Hold on. This cat's going nuts. Anyway, you guys, once again, my name is Ruby. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been fun. I hope that I have entertained you guys. And I hope that you guys keep coming back and listening to me talk. Okay? Love ya. Be safe. Wash your hands.